This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, Julia should be joining us in mere moments. Of course, want to hear from you about whatever's on your mind. Uh, the SACL CAI line, again, is 800 259 9231. I still have that uh, that self improvement story that I've been talking about all week, uh, and I'm going to try my best to get to that tonight. Uh, just a quick announcement uh, from the technical side of things: we are doing uh, doing things a little differently tonight. Uh, the The world of the radio business is moving in a new direction as far as getting information from point A to point B, getting audio, getting our signal, our voices, carrying them from our studio to the network's facilities in Minnesota, our studio in New Hampshire, to the network's facilities in Minnesota, to the ABC facilities in New York, to the Starguide 3 satellite uh, that, that we're up on to get... To all of our radio circling stations. at 20,000 geosynchronous <laughs> miles. Uh, so there's been a change in one of those links, and uh, we're experimenting tonight. I'm not expecting miracles. I'm not expecting this to work out very well from my early testing today. But we are now making one of those connections via the Internet, uh, which is a little different. Uh, normally, we have an ISDN line, which is like a 1990s technology, oh, basically. Oh, more than, older than that. Yeah, it's late 80s. But... Uh, that's that's what we used to use. We still have that, so we may end up switching back mid-show. Uh, but now things are starting to move in an internetly direction, and uh, so we're testing that tonight. So if there's some burps and blips and some digital funniness, please bear with us. We're just testing. I've heard some good things about this internet. Well, you know, I've heard good things too, and I'm amazed it works as well as it does. Uh, but it's not perfect. Believe it or not, it's still not. I don't think it's quite ready for prime time, but we're Making it prime time tonight, and we're going to see how it works out. I hear with the Internet, you can send messages to people, and they can see them right away. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. Okay. Uh, Julia is now joining us. We're going to turn her microphone on. Julia, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Well, good to have you back. You were out last week. Uh, she's back with us, and, of course, uh, we'll take your call. So let's start with that and go right to them. Talk to Trey in Texas. Trey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. How's it going today, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Hello. Yeah, we got you. All right, I got a thank you to pass along to you guys. Came to the wrong person. Uh, I went to visit my dad over Christmas, and he's uh, big into podcasts like I am. We pretty much get all of our entertainment over the internet rather than the cable and stuff. And we talked briefly about politics, not much. I didn't really led on to what I was into. But the final thing I did before I left was subscribe him to Free Talk Live and iTunes. And now, about a month later, I got an email from him saying, thank you for introducing me to the Libertarian Party. I had to kind of correct him on that. We said, thank you for introducing me to the Libertarian Party and Common Sense. So I was going to pass that right along to y'all because I didn't wow. do any of the work. Excellent. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, I, then afterwards I had to tell him that, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with the Libertarian Party as much as Libertarianism because they're kind of like a – you know, a giant intellectual fist pump session over there. But um, <laughs> the Libertarian yeah, Party has guys, lost uh, its way. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Thank you guys for converting my dad for me. Oh wow. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And uh, what a wonderful story. Thank you for for making the call tonight, Trey. 
Uh, always nice when people are able right. to successfully bring over their loved ones to the message of freedom and not have an incredible amount of resistance. And and sometimes, at least in the sales process, and this doesn't just apply to selling liberty, which is, believe it or not, that's what we're doing. We're we're selling the concepts of freedom every single day uh, on this show and in our real lives. And you are too, if you. You know, you're really excited about liberty. You want to tell people. Uh, but you, as with any sales process, you don't want to puke your product all over someone. You don't want to scare them away. You you want to be um, careful. You want to be very, very good with your, your, uh, your persuasive ability. And the fact is, family members can be the most difficult of prospects. It doesn't matter if you're selling a bar of soap or these wonderful concepts we're talking about on Free Talk Live. They can because they've seen you make all your mistakes in life. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they know that you're fallible. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to see a salesman for the first time, eh, you haven't seen him screw up so much. So, uh, so what an amazing... But the concepts of liberty sell themselves. If, if somebody listens to well, Free Talk Live or, or anything you know, like that... If you're a bad salesman, man, you can really ruin it for people. You remember the guy that you met, somebody that said that they'd met a libertarian once and it ruined it for them. Right. right? Well, one-time experience with libertarianism can be good, bad, or indifferent, or whatever. But um, you know, over time, the message really um, sinks in. The consistency, people get That's it. true. So if they can listen to Free Talk Live for a mm, couple weeks, they're pretty much hooked. So 1-800-259-9231. So that's one way to bring a more uh, reticent or reluctant family member. I don't think it, reticent is the right word, but uh, reluctant uh, family member on board with this message is to give them something that isn't you. Don't just engage in a debate. Don't engage in an argument. Certainly don't crush them every time they bring up something because, you know, they're just not going to want to talk to you. Well, like Ian's family. Find something that uh, that they want. Well, the, no, that's not true, Mark. <laughs> My dad is friendly to the message. In fact, he was involved in the Libertarian Party about the same time I was. He's dropped away now for whatever reason. So have you. Well, yeah, but he's dropped in the direction of uh, going back to the Republicans and not voting for the Libertarian, which is... Another issue. Nonetheless, what I'm suggesting here is that you find out what the person that you're talking to is interested in as far as consuming uh, a message is concerned. Do, do they like to read? Because if they don't like to read, don't suggest a book. Eh, there are a lot of good libertarian-oriented books out there, and we can recommend three of them right off the top of our heads to you. Uh, and they're excellent. But if the person doesn't like to read, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Sure, you're going to buy a book, and you're going to waste your $25. Because they're not going to read it. Exactly. And, you know, they might tell you they will, but then three months later, six months later, you'll ask them, hey, did you have a chance to read that book? Oh, no, not yet. I'm sorry. Or maybe they'll lie to you. Who knows? Uh, but you don't want to put somebody or in Or they'll a, start it and not go anywhere with it because yeah. they just don't like to read. Yeah. You, you don't want to put somebody in a position where they feel like they're obligated to do something for you that they don't really want to do. So you find out what they like, you know. You ask them, do you like to read? Do you like to watch videos? Do you like to listen? And they're going to like one of those three things. Most, More than likely, they're going to like one of those three things. But if it's, uh, if it's not one of those things, then maybe uh, bringing them to Porkfest, uh, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, bringing them to the Liberty Forum, uh, one of those events where there are others who are in their, their age bracket, who maybe are in a similar uh, status in life, they got kids, for instance, families. 
maybe the socializing would be the way to bring them in. And that's what we were talking about last night with our question at the end of the show, which was, how do I get my wife into this liberty thing? And one of the great, I think, best answers there was bring her to bring her to Pork Fest. She likes to camp. Do you like to camp? Well, let's go and hang out with these people on this weekend, and maybe you'll like some of them. Maybe maybe that'll be helpful. So there are all kinds of different ways out there to uh, to get people involved. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Julia's Sorry. got some audio problems over there. All right, so uh, let's see. Let's talk about some maybe uh, some improvement stuff before we move on with the rest of the show because I found this interesting. I thought it was worth talking about. And then, of course, uh, we'll take your calls about anything, 800-259-9231. The story's from lifehack.org, and it's called Three Basic Steps to Get Your Desire with the Least Effort. It says the book Simp- Simplology. Simpleology. Never read that. Don't know if it's any good, but we'll see what they have to say here. Uh, it contains five laws to help you get what you want. Number one, the law of straight lines. The shortest path between two points is a straight line. If you want to get a particular result, take the fastest and most direct route. Don't add any extra steps. Thanks, say makes sense. Don't don't distract yourself. Don't sidetrack yourself. Keep your eyes on the prize. The thing you um, focus on the most is what's going to grow. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you have some additional suggestions here, how to get what you want. I know the the, uh, the number one rule in my book. We can talk about that on the way here and hear from you as well at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sagal CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version as well. Uh, Both we give away to you at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Sagal CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled uh, handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. It's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right, so 800-259-9231 is our number. We're talking about a little bit of uh, self-improvement stuff. You'll you'll hear this from time to time on Free Talk Live because I like beyond talking about how the uh, government is awful and just being tyrannical and despotic, we still have to live our lives. We still have to be out there and trying to make money even though the government is continuing to pour money into the economy uh, in the form of inflation and stealing from us all. So despite all the bad things that are going on out there, we still have to put food on the table. Uh, We still have to, we still have dreams. We still have things, uh, things that we want to accomplish in our personal lives. And they don't teach you about these things in government school. They don't teach you about some of the secrets to life and making things work better for you. 
So I find these things valuable. I find them useful, and, and I know that some of our listeners do as well. So if you want to chime in here to add your thoughts, would love to hear from you. But this is a story from lifehack.org talking about how to get what you want in life. And uh, I think the, the longer you live, the more of these things you learn on your own. But it never hurts to hear them early on, and it's never too late to hear them. So the, the uh, first law they're talking about here is the law of straight lines. The shortest, point is, uh, shortest path between two points is a straight line. Don't put any extra steps in there if you don't need to. If you're trying to get from point A to point B, don't circle around 25 times before you get there, if you don't have to. Uh, number two, the law of clear vision. In order to hit a target, you need to see it clearly. You must have a clear vision of exactly what you want in order to get it. So if you don't know what you want, how are you ever going to know when you get there? You have to have a you know clear, defined goal. The law of focused attention. In order to hit a target, you must focus sufficient attention on it until you hit it. The law of focused energy. In order to accomplish something, you must focus sufficient energy on it until you've done so. The inescapability of action-reaction. There are two things from which you can never escape, action and reaction. All these laws are useful after spending some time to ponder them. The article says, I think we can summarize them into three basic steps you should do to get your desire with the least effort. Number one, know exactly what you want. While I'm sure most of us have an idea about what we want, I don't think many of us know exactly what we want. For instance, if you want to have your own business, do you know what kind of business you want to build? How will it look in detail several years from now? To know exactly what we want, a helpful practice is visualization. We should visualize the situation we want to achieve. Imagine how it looks, how it sounds, and how people's life is changed by it. Have you ever had something keep you up at night, for instance, an idea about maybe what you want to do uh, with your business or in the future or with your family or in your love life or whatever it is you want out into the future? This isn't necessarily just a business thing. But have you ever had that keep you up at night just thinking about what it's going to be like? Well, if once you get a new idea, sometimes a new idea can keep you up. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's that's I think vision. I think that's part of developing that vision is is seeing it and getting really excited about it. it says uh, knowing exactly what you want will help you determine whether or not something you encounter could help you. If you don't know what you want, it's much easier to get distracted by irrelevant things along the way. But if you know exactly what you want, you'll see clearly whether or not something is relevant. Step two. Always follow the straight line. Do only the things that bring you closer to your destination. Don't waste your time to do extra things which will make it longer uh, to reach your goal. This, unfortunately, is easier said than done. Without realizing it, you might have some habits which, don't bring your close, uh, which do not bring you closer to your goal. They, uh, there might be things you do, perhaps even daily, that take you away from your goal. I can tell you one of the things that, for me, is not waking up on time. Yeah. That kills my day not just because i'm personally bummed out about it but just because it sucks away hours of time productive time i could be using for productive purposes and even if i don't use that time for productive purposes I, i'm still upset checking emails that's yeah that's another one yeah i i find myself checking emails too often if i uh if i don't check my emails all day mm -hmm. then i come in here at six twenty or something before the show starts and I have to quickly go through, do show prep, and that kind of thing. I'll eliminate 90% of my emails that are, you know, mostly user groups or something that have sent messages. And sometimes I do get good show prep out of those, but it's a 99% junk situation. 
So I just I'll look at the titles of them and poof, get get rid of them. Whereas if I have all day, then I'm in front of the computer. I'll read every one of those oh, things. Yes. Julia, do you have anything uh, that gets in your way? I I don't know. I guess getting up is a problem for me, but I'm sort of being better about that. Now, yeah, we've so. been we've been doing better. We have improved our uh, our accuracy at getting up on time within the last week because we've been instead of lounging together. We've been trying to encourage one another to get up earlier. So having another person involved can either harm you or help you, depending on the attitude of the other person, or both of both people. Uh, it says here, maybe your goal is increasing the amount of your savings by, say, 100%. However, you still spend $5 daily to get your favorite coffee and snack. If we assume there are 30 days in a month, $5 daily will be $150 a month and $1,800 a year. That's a substantial amount. As you can see, this habit that you have doesn't help you reach your goal. And so many people have this. (laughs) Yes, they do. So many people have some sort of thing that they do, some vice maybe, some habit that's not necessary. Mark's holding the uh, Starbucks coffee cup that Julia brought. That's why Julia was late. She ran out to Starbucks a few moments ago. I hadn't had any coffee today, and <laughs> I have an addiction. At least, you know, admitting it is the first and step on the road the to recovery. And the best part about it is that five days a week I get free espresso. So well, there you go. That's it's not, not an so expensive bad. habit. Right. Uh, so so there, there are all kinds of examples of this. One of the reasons why many poor people are so poor is because of these habits. Right. You'll find that uh, you know people that have trouble paying uh, medical insurance or uh, trouble paying their rent have plenty of money to pay for beer and cigarettes. And it's not even just that. It's also the habit of wanting to have things before it's time. Yeah. That's another one that really keeps um, poor people down. I, I got one of those rent-to-own advertisements in the mail the other day. And I was looking at this, and they they normally try to make it look really affordable for you to rent these things, like $2 a week or something like that. But they were charging $15 a week for a recliner chair. Are you really going to sit in that chair that much? $15 a week? There's probably a time and a place for a rent-to-own situation. There are. There are. But uh, I I think a lot of people um, are using them wrong. More on the way here. A little, uh, few more tips to improve your life. And then we'll hear from you about whatever's on your mind and comments on this as well. Uh, This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. They include, by the way, the updates. Get signed up for the list, and uh, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show uh, at updates.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue the story here from lifehack.org. Some decent, I think some decent tips so far as to how to keep your eyes on the prize. Uh, get from point A to point B in your life. Uh, achieve your goals. 
get what you want. The easiest way to get what you want in life. What there are tips. There are some some simple tricks that you need to know if you want to help cut you know cut down on the time it takes, on the amount of effort that you have to put in to achieve what it is you're looking to achieve. But one of the things they point out, and they're right, in order to achieve what you want, you got to know what it is. You've got to have some idea. You've got to be able to see it happening. You've got to have a target. You've got to have a goal. If you don't know where you want to end up, you'll never know it. You'll never know uh, if you've ever gotten there. So just a few more tips here from lifehack.org. Would love your input as well. Maybe what has helped you in your life. What are some things that, that you realized you were doing wrong that you could do better that helped immediately or in a very short time improve your uh, where you're at? Continuing here, lifehack.org, uh, talking about always following a straight line. They also say that you take out some of the unnecessary steps. If, if you don't need to do those steps, why are you doing them? Or better yet, are there steps you're taking that don't even relate to where you need to go? And they talk about habits and cutting out certain habits from your life, like the $5 you might spend every day on a cup of coffee and a Danish at Starbucks. And believe it or not, there are probably millions of Americans doing this. Oh, I'd say that's the case. Now, if you can afford it, you got money to burn, okay, whatever. But if having as much money in your bank account is one of those goals you're looking for, maximizing your savings is one of the goals you're working towards, then you really need to be analyzing where you're spending. Says uh, So in whatever you do, it's wise to ask, is it a straight line? And when the answer is no, you should stop doing it. Now that sounds familiar to me, Mark, because you had told me a story about the sales manager at the radio station you used to work at with a asking a question of yourself and it rings a bell what was that question right. that he, he would have he you told ask? me that um he, or at, at a sales meeting one time he had then probably read one of these books that uh and coalesced down to this little statement is what's important now i felt it was so important i had a little rock and i wrote it with a pen on the rock and i kept the rock in my po- pocket and i would um pull the rock every time i would feel the rock i'd you know, refer during the day, should I be, am I doing what it takes right now to sell radio ads? Because sometimes you can find yourself checking emails right. or puttering around the office and just doing things that uh, don't sell radio. So that's what I was, that's what I did to help productivity. 800-259-9231. Number three, their final step they're listening here, sharpen your saw. While doing things which brings you closer to your goal is important, you'll waste a lot of time and energy if you do not do them with a sharp saw. It's dangerous to be busy. We might work too hard trying to make such things happen without realizing our saw has become blunt. In such situation, we could work very hard but accomplish very little. You know, you've heard work smarter, not harder. If you're sawing away with a dull saw, you're not going to get anything done, despite the fact you've expended a lot of energy. Yeah, sometimes it is important to spend uh, some time sharpening your blade before you go out and do the job, rather than walking out there with a dull axe. Yeah, perfecting your skills, for uh, for instance. So you might be surprised, then, when someone else who seems to work less than you do surpasses your achievements. And I think one of the ways that uh, some people have been confused about advancing in the world and... Uh, moving ahead in the business that they're in. And I know, Julia, you see this a lot uh, at the business you work in. You, you work with a lot of first-timers, a lot of newbies to the uh, the working field, the restaurant industry. And a lot of these young people that are coming in, they feel as though that as long as they work for a certain period of time, they deserve something. Yeah. 
that uh, it's not necessarily the same as the sharpen your saw concept, but I, I think this concept is to get these um, misconceptions out of your head about how you advance. You don't advance by hanging around for a long time. Yeah. You advance by having that saw sharp and being very good at what you do and showing that you're better than others. Not just because you've been hanging out and you've been the longest uh, running employee. I mean, well, that's a good thing because it shows you haven't been fired for whatever reason yet. Or you haven't quit. And, yeah, it shows that you can stick to a job exactly. and that kind of thing. But, um, you know... <laughs> I don't think that seniority in and of itself is the only reason that people should get promotions. Right. Obviously well, you, not. Well, you came into the place you're working yep. at and were promoted within less than a year and then promoted again less than a year from that Six time. Six months, yep. And there's somebody that was there with like a degree or something like that and yeah. he was very upset about that, right? Yeah. He uh, he came in. He has a two-year degree in some sort of food thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. And he thinks that because he has this degree that he should just have my job. But I worked very hard to get where I am, and I'm better at it than him. So, you know, right. while he was going to school and partying, I was working and perfecting my skills. Exactly. Sharpening your saw, as this article would, uh, would put it. So going to school, while it can be valuable, it's not the end-all be-all of whether or not you're going to be successful. And if you act as though it is, then it'll be even less useful for you. If you're one of those people that sits back and puffs up because, well, <laughs> I'm educated. Well, that's not very impressive to me. Show me how you can do the work. All right, let me continue here. It says, a good way to know whether or not you have a sharp saw is by watching yourself. Can you accomplish much in a given amount of time? Does your creativity flow well? Are you in or close to your peak performance? If the answer is no then you need to sharpen your saw. The action you should take depends on your situation. Perhaps you need to take some time away from your work. Or perhaps you need to learn a new tool. Examine your situation and do what it takes to bring you back to peak performance. The time investment to sharpen your saw is well worth it. With a sharp saw, you'll be able to achieve more with less time and energy. And isn't that what we all want? Now, sometimes that does mean going to college for certain careers. It, sure. It's certainly a good idea. Engineer, for instance. I, I think that a lot of the degrees that are given out are... Ones that are just unused, and you know, I, yeah. I don't think people get as much out of them as the as they put into them. Like my radio and television associates degree, useless, absolutely useless. In fact, it it learned I learned things I shouldn't have learned in that in the process of them. yep in process of getting that. And I would add that the article's over, but I would add one final point to this, and that is that you get what you want in life by giving others what they want. I truly believe that's the secret to life. Zig Ziglar. Is that Zig Ziglar? Yeah. I'm sure he borrowed it from somebody else. I'm sure. You know, some old Chinese uh, proverb. Because <laughs> uh, this, is, this is a message that goes back for eternity, for all of uh, humanity. And I've seen it work in my life, and I know it's, I know it's just how things are. You, you can't get what you want unless you help others get what they want. This one really works. This is the most important of everything that you've said, I think. Where have you seen it work? I that works for me all the time. I get whatever I want always. Right, but you don't get it by demanding. No. You don't get it by crying. <laughs> you don't get it by I mean, you can depending on your situation, you can demand and cry and get what you want, but those are short-term it won't last. solutions. Yep. Yeah. Um they they really you know, you may get right now what you want to get in those particular instances and sometimes that's the solution. If you're dealing with a cop, for instance, and crying 
to get out of the ticket may work. Eh, cry. But, you know, uh, you're likely never to see them or anything else. But if you're dealing with significant other, yeah. if you're dealing with a friend, co-workers. if you're dealing with a, a business associate Customers. or co-worker, customer, those kind of people that, you're, that you hope to have ongoing relationships with, crying, demanding, being a jerk, uh, whatever uh, system you have for getting what you want that doesn't include giving them what they want, yep. that you think that you can rip people off. It'll just slowly drive manner. them away. Or quickly. 1-800-259-9231. I guess it depends on how long they're willing to put up with your crap. Mm. 800-259-9231. I just about had it with yours, Ian. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Any tips on life or whatever you want to talk about goes. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The feature's there. We give away. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go and support us via shopping at our store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. And by the way... Not only can you order great Free Talk Live merchandise, branded merchandise, as well as uh, Free Marketeer logo stuff, all at our store, but right now there's a special offer going on. It's limited time because we only have so many to give away, but we're going to give you a copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted DVD. Excellent DVD. We've all seen it here. Very enjoyable presentation, and it's a $20 value. We're going to throw it in free to your order if your order is over $75, and that includes our regular shipping cost of $10. So over, order over $75 of uh, product, or $75 or order over, rather, and we toss in a free DVD. Pretty cool deal. Uh, so thanks to Barry at NeverGetBusted.com for helping us out with that. Uh, and you can go to store.freetalklive.com to get your shopping done. That's store.freetalklive.com. All right, let's talk to you about whatever you want. Let's go to John in Salem. You're on Free Talk Live. John. John in Salem. Hello? Hello, John. Hello? Hey, can you hear us? Hello? Can you hear me? I'm hearing you. Are Good. you hearing me? We've got you, sir. What's on your mind? Yes. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I think that uh, B sounded better on that test. <laughs> yeah, we are testing something during the break uh, for our radio listeners who aren't aware. Uh, oh, okay. I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're testing out an, an Internet connection to get our audio signal out to our network, and I was running back and forth between the ISDN and the Internet connection simultaneously to see which one sounded better. Uh, there's a, definitely a different sound between the two of them, uh, but uh, thank you for your opinion. Go ahead with your thoughts tonight. Sorry, I'm on the Internet, and I didn't mean to mix that up. Anyway, at the beginning of the show, you were talking about how to connect with people, whether it's through conversation or books or whatever it all is. Mm-hmm. And something that sometimes gets lost in the freedom movement uh, is... Uh, because everybody's very intellectual about this. And somebody once said, if we, could, if we win, could win the argument, if we could win freedom on intellectual arguments alone, we would have won a long time ago. We need to reach people's hearts. Mm. And which is one of the reasons why I try to do it with music. I'm not all that good at it, but I guess I'm better than some people, which is why I do it and others don't. Um, Today, I just put a song up on YouTube. Um, I did an exclusive here on your show uh, back when you were doing, uh, uh, Ian, I guess it was your idea, the first 1,000 pledge. Mm -hmm. I actually changed 
two words uh, in a song just to put in the 1,000 pledge. Which was, and, by the way, a um, pledge to, to move 1,000 people to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project sooner rather than later for our listeners that uh, were uninitiated. Go ahead, sir. So I only changed uh, three words, and I reduced those three to two just to put in first 1,000 instead of Free State Project. Uh, same phrase, you know, same timing in that. And, and now I, I guess somebody else is coming up with an idea, the next 1,000. But in between there, um, th- there's been some talk. You've talked about it, and the Ridley Report has had it on, and, and others are talking about it. What happens if Ron Paul doesn't win? What are we going to do? Some of us get discouraged for a little while, and you know, we pick up the ball and go back on the field. Don't go home. Pick up the ball and go back on the damn field. And one of, one of the fields that you can go to is New Hampshire, which is kind of the point of that first 1,000 and, and, and the point of that song, um, come home to New Hampshire. The, the revolution, there is a revolution that's happening. Part of it is happening here. People can do what they want wherever they are and do the best to everybody's ability. I'm not saying give it up and, and you know, they, they don't have to do what we're doing, but this is one option. So I thought I'd just... I think it's an I think it's an excellent uh, idea, John. A little bit let down with the eight percent and and a little bit of what's going on. Just as one possibility for things people to consider, um, one of the one of the things that people can do is check out the Free State Project. Absolutely, and I think the Free State Project is going to be making efforts to reach out to Ron Paul interested people at the you know they're going to be doing some advertising on the Ron Paul forums and some of the other major Ron Paul websites and I think that's a great idea because uh, it's a it's a perfect target audience for the Free State Project to capitalize on and John thanks for the call and the suggestion tonight sir. 800-259-9231 is the number for you. Once uh, once again that's 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line. And Ron Paul is just one of those. So we were just to tie this back into the topic we were discussing about how to get from here to there as as quickly as possible. Some people are going to agree or disagree as to whether or not politics should be on your path towards liberty. Uh, I think it does have some value. So people need to understand that if they think politics is to some extent valuable in uh, in helping people understand freedom and spread our message. It's not. The candidate himself, Ron Paul, is not the end point. Getting Ron Paul elected is not the end of the line for the freedom message. That's not the goal we're looking towards. That's one of those little sub-goals. That's one of those little ones that we want to achieve. It's the step on the path. Right. But the end goal is true freedom and liberty, and that's going to require a whole lot more than just electing a Ron Paul. It's going to require, outside of the, active, uh, outside of the system, civil disobedience, it's going to require people moving with their feet to the Free State Project, like John was talking about, and a whole host of other different things. So, just wanted to uh, reiterate that point. We continue with your calls. Talk to, I believe we have Andrew in California on the amp line. Andrew, what's on your mind? Uh, hey, um... The other day, I was watching the uh, television news, and uh, apparently there's a new form of uh, road stop uh, down here in Southern California near the border with Mexico. Um, Now, what they're doing, I guess, uh, California Highway Patrol is stopping people simply to check whether they have valid driver's licenses. Really? Yeah, and I think part of the reason, well, the official reason is that um, they're trying to find quote, illegal immigrants, Mm -hmm. because the conservatives in the state have been very riled up about the prospect of illegal immigrants getting driver's licenses. 
Right. Um, because if they have to be slaves, they want everyone else to be too, I guess. Sure, sure. Equal slavery for all. Right. So this is how, this is relatively new in California? Oh, yes, yeah, is the first I've heard it was this week. I haven't run into that yet. But uh, One of the problems with chasing down illegals for not having driver's licenses and therefore not letting them get insured and all kinds of other things is when they do drive, and they're going to, um, they're... They get in wrecks, and then they, they flee the scene because they don't want to get put in jail. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of us, we wouldn't get put in jail for a wreck, but they will. Yeah. Well, one of the things that's going to happen here, Mark, uh, is going to be that it's not just going to catch illegal immigrants. It's going to catch all kinds of people with outstanding warrants or uh, maybe just they, they messed up on uh, renewing their registration. They forgot to get their tag in time. They're all, go- they're all go- just all manner of uh, administrative flub-ups. In many cases, the bureaucrats themselves will be at fault because they frequently will get your submission uh, as far as your renewal is concerned. And oops, forget to update your file and you get pulled over for that. Now they're just going to be uh, catching people wholesale at this. When I was about six. 16 or so I got off my first speeding ticket and something happened it had it was a bureaucrat mistake but some sort of there was some sort of paperwork mistake and I lost my license but mm-hmm. they don't let you know when you lose your license and so oh, I didn't nice. find out until I got pulled over and it was this huge ordeal and I had to go wait at the courthouse for 9 hours or something mm. ridiculous cuz it's just slow and awful but Gosh, there's a lot of people are going to be surprised when they get oh, yeah. stopped. Yeah, this is this is really a fundraising expedition in disguise. It's not about catching illegal immigrants as much as it is catching people who are in violation and holding their feet to the fire and extracting money from them. Andrew? Right. Yeah, it started with, you know, the uh Border checks at the border, and then inside the country, you know, they've been doing all these DUI checkpoints mm-hmm. in random places. So this is kind of the next iteration of their excuses for pulling people over. Just as we expected. And what part of California is this? Um, San Diego. Okay, so that's the right southern southern tier, right? Yeah, as far okay. as south as you can go without being in the country. Okay. Yep. You yeah. are going to see this expand out. I, I tell you that this is going to make it into the the breadbasket of America before you know it. Uh, just because governments like to control. They and can make this, money off of it. And then there's the money aspect, too. So they like both. They, they like can to demand funding in. in order to have more bureaucrats out there uh, in cars with little flashing lights on them pulling people over, and they can uh, you know, demand money from those people that they do pull over. Andrew, thanks for the update tonight and uh, the call. 800-259-9231. They're not just going to ask for your license um, to see whether you're licensed. They're going to find out if you're registered, if you're wearing your seatbelt, all kinds of little things. What's that? Your eyes look a little red. Yeah, mm. why don't you step out of the car for a second, ma'am? Yeah. You asking me, officer, or is that an order? 1-800-259-9231. Am I being detained? You can bring up anything. Hour two is on the way. Take control. Bring up what you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever is on your mind as we launch an hour number two of the program, 800 
888-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there. Uh, we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about tonight, including uh, taking your calls about anything. But, Mark, uh, you have something you want to discuss? Well, yeah, I, I um, found on the Internet, while, while scouring the Internets today, found a, um, actually, it was sent to me by a listener, <laughs> at uh, plsweb.org. That's the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Oh, dear. Um, they, uh, they have out here, Ron Paul declares war against workers. Anti-war <laughs> activists should reject his reactionary programming, um, and it's a you know an open letter to socialists out there, I guess, on why they should not listen to Ron Paul and all his anti-war rhetoric. Right, right. They've heard the siren song of Ron Paul on this uh, getting out of the war, which many of them are in favor of, mm-hmm. uh, but they're saying, "Wait, we've got more information." All right, what what do they have to say? Millions of people have seen the Democratic Party for what it is—a war party. Since Democrats took control of the House and Senate as a result of the November um, 2006 election, they have done nothing to end the occupation in Iraq. But instead of turning away from the Democrats and toward the building of a left-wing alternative, some of the anti-war movement have begun to champion a marginal candidate running for the Republican nomination. Now remember, this is the the website of the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Yeah. Ron Paul, a right-wing libertarian congressman from Texas, has no chance of winning the Republican nomination. I love it when they claim libertarians are right wing. I don't even know what I don't know what that means. No, and I don't think Ron Paul would qualify. They're top wing. If you look at the Nolan chart, uh, conservative is on the right and libertarians on the top. Left is on the left. And is uh, his position on the drug war right wing? I am certainly not what right wing. Right. It's, you it, could you it's could say you could look at some uh, some libertarian positions and say well, that's right wing. But like you gun could look freedom. at others and say that's left wing. Right. Exactly. Which is why you're saying they're on top, Mark, because they're completely different from the right and left wings. So this is typical just political hackery. Go ahead. Yep. <clears throat> Let's see. He has no chance of winning the Republican nomination, much less the presidency. He is a. Oh, but by the way, if he did win the Republican nomination, he would re- win the presidency. But um, he is a fringe bourgeoisie candidate. Toss What's around. that mean? Bourgeoisie, isn't that yeah. the, uh, the the middle, the, the merchant class? Okay, gotcha. However, prominent and misguided left-leaning pundits and hard-right neo-fascists champion him as the candidate of choice, nonetheless. Neo-fascists. Yeah, I don't think neo-fascists like Ron Paul. I'm, I, am I a neo-fascist? I'm championing him as the candidate <laughs> of choice here. What are the seeds of of this unholy union? <laughs> Paul calls him, calls for an immediate end to the occupation of Iraq. It's a sticking point for many, although it should not blur a sober analysis of this reactionary, capitalist candidate's positions. He has been <laughs> forthright with his social and political program. and, and That's th- true. He has been he forthright, very forthright. And it's so rare in politics, that's another reason people are be- gravitating towards mm-hmm. it. Paul's libertarianism, or constitutionalism, speaks frequently about getting rid of invasive big government. For workers who oppose the Patriot Act, government spying and inflated military budgets, this position at first might have a certain appeal. But Paul wants to create a small government so as to prevent any intrusion into the affairs of big business. He upholds free market capitalism as the solution to every social problem. Do they really believe 
Do they really believe what they're saying? And that is that they believe that the government intrudes on big business to some uh, annoying extent or to some extent that really keeps the big businesses in check in some way. I, I think that well, what what people believe is that they have a vote in government. They don't have a vote in Walmart. It's so, nonsense. They do have a vote. They do in have a vote. They do have a they vote either in Walmart, go and shop but they've there or expended not. that um, vote by not shopping there. Yeah. I mean, that's their vote. And everybody else is voting otherwise. So they want their vote in government to count against Walmart or whatever corporation. You pick mm-hmm. your corporation. Insert big um, corporation A here. But it doesn't ever work. The big corporations are in charge of the government. Right. The, the big corporations buy the government. They have the lobbyists. You don't. Well, that's why I ask, do they really believe their own propaganda? I think or they are do. they just apologists for the state? I, I, th- I think they do believe it. Yeah, absolutely. P- the, these people are not involved in the uh, socialist, uh, socialist Worker Party or whatever the hell they're calling themselves because they don't believe in it. Because okay, they're not so, effective, Ian. So in their mind, the reason why the big corporations are so big and troublesome today is because there's just not enough government regulation and they think sure. there needs to be if more. the workers, as they keep on using the terminology, if the workers were actually in charge of government, which they never will be because they're workers... Right. Once they get in charge of government, they'll no longer be workers, and they'll be corrupted by the system. But, you know, these people don't understand that. Sure. And you can't tell them the socialism's failed every single time it's been tried, because, well, <laughs> there's something wrong with this system here, and there was something wrong there. And right, it care. wasn't done the way I say it I should be done. I don't care what your iteration of big government socialism is. It is a failure. And I'll tell you why. Call in, please. I like what Harry Brown says about that, is that no matter what, you will never be in charge of government. So just because you would like the program to be passed in this fashion does not mean that that's how it will be carried out. It's true. Even if you actually do manage to get elected, you still won't be in charge. No. Because then you'll just be one of hundreds of votes uh, that will either vote something up or down. And if a program that you're interested in gets voted in, even by some miracle, gets voted in without being amended like crazy in the process and, and by some miraculous uh, occurrence actually gets voted in in the way you originally intended it it won't stay that way because the program won't be run by you so even if you are the person that did manage to shoehorn a program in you're not going to be the one that's doing the day-to-day uh, operations that will be run by government bureaucrats and those people are not you they don't owe you anything and they're going to take your program and do with it as they please and they're going to lobby for changes that are going to expand the program beyond its original intention so even if you could achieve that you've still failed because there's no way for you to control the program once it gets out there afraid so so um, the socialists continue to bash Ron Paul he he does not want to create a government that defends workers and oppress and the oppressed. Instead, Paul wants to overturn the concessions that workers have won from the capitalist class through decades of struggle. This is why he opposes the income tax, so that big business does not have to give anything back. What about what? me? I lose $600 every month. What about me? Yeah. You're obviously not a worker. Oh, wait. You do go to work right, every day. Right, and that's a, a lot of money. I could really, really use that extra money. Well, yeah. the, the socialists believe government can use it better and, than you. And big business <laughs> does not give anything back. But, that, but, would, that would indicate that government gave something to business in the first place, and it did not. Julia, you are out there working hard. We, uh, the socialists understand that. But you have to understand that that $600 that you're giving to the government... <laughs> giving. They... That $600 is going to keep the corporation in line so they don't abuse you. 
So the corporation doesn't force you to work 80 hours. You only have to work 50 hours a week. What if they wanted you to work 80 hours a week? Then I would find a You'd better be job. To, but what if every corporation were forcing people to work 80 hours a week? This is what they think will happen. This is, what this, this is the, the kind of insanity that goes through these people's heads. They think that without the government around, businessmen will just go wacko and start, uh, <laughs> and start you know, they'll, they'll bring out the whips. And the chains and, you know, and they've and read a lot and hurt people, some of which is not true anymore, you know, isn't true. And some of which it was true that, you know, child labor laws and, um, you know, they, the, the jungle by uh, I can't Upton, Sinclair. Sing, Upton Sinclair, yeah. you know, they, they've read all this stuff and they would assume that without government strictures that the market would return to that. Right. The fact is, our economy has matured and people will not accept that <laughs> if. If for some That's reason right. we're getting we, rid of air conditioning, overhead lighting, it's all going away. Right. Now, if for you're some coming reason, to work tomorrow, aren't you? Julia, Julia, Julia's work had her um, working with caustic materials. Decided we're going to use caustic materials to make our food from here on out. Yeah, no gloves allowed. She would <laughs> she would leave that very same day and mm-hmm. go work for another place. But people, you know, the the workers are oppressed by the capitalist pigs. It's actually really funny too because. Um, I work for a sort a corporation, a bigger company. It's actually a franchise of a corporation. Yeah, it's a. They treat their employees really, really well. I mean, sure they're not doing it because they're forced to by government regulation. I mean, it just goes to show that any time a company treats an employee better than what the law requires them to treat them, that that just goes to prove that in fact the marketplace will protect employees. But you can't convince the socialists of that, at least. Not these types of socialists. Is there more to this story? Oh, yeah. They're attacking Ron Paul, claiming he's an eval capitalist. Well, they're basically big. attacking libertarianism. Well, right? that's true. 800-259-9231. But he's the one holding the flag at the moment, mm-hmm. so uh, that's why they're attacking him. Uh, you can bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Are you an evil corporate master? Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free. Enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, we're talking about a what is this, a blog post, article? I don't know where, where it's... Where it's an it article. From? The National Socialist Party. Well, it's Socialist the par- party Workers is, Party. The party for, social, uh, party for Socialism and Liberation. Yeah, PLA. Those PSL. guys. Uh, they're coming out on the attack uh, against Ron Paul. And this is a good sign, by the way. The, the, the fact that the socialists are coming out and, and, and hitting Ron Paul says that Ron Paul is really doing something to pull these guys away from the Democratic candidates uh, they would normally support. Ron Paul has come out very vehemently against the war in Iraq and actually against all initiated conflict around the world. Which, no one else has come out and said that. You're right. No one has taken that strong of a stand. There are some wishy-washy anti-war characters like Dennis Dennis Kucinich, for instance. I'm going to pull some of the troops out by the 60 days. Oh, yeah, that's what's that, Hillary? Yeah, I'm going to start pulling troops out. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, it's nonsense. And why do you have to wait 60 days to do yeah, it? Yeah, why, why not you do it the, first, the day? first day? So, so, so Ron Paul's anti-war message is very attractive, apparently, to socialists. So attractive that the socialist workers here have deemed him a target. 
and they are on the attack. And as you pointed out, rightly so, Mark, they're attacking libertarianism more so than anything else, because Ron Paul's message is pretty darn pure libertarian. Yeah. Uh, so let's continue with their hit piece here. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, the, the, let's see. The, uh, it's the Party for Socialism and Liberation. They continue their attack on Ron Paul. Paul offers nothing to oppressed communities. His website... Except their money back! <laughs> His website claims that bigotry is a problem of the heart, and we cannot change people's heart by passing more laws and regulations. In his view, and, and they don't, they don't uh, say anything against that. That in fact, we can pass laws against people being bigoted. We can, we can pass lots of laws, and they'll be, they'll be enforced in an arbitrary, stupid fashion, and it, it allows bigotry to continue and grow and fester. They don't, they don't make any kind of uh, argument against. It. They just say what he says. In his view, the true antidote to re- racism is liberty, and liberty means free market capitalism. Paul wants to get rid of affirmative action I love and other legislation use... that enforces racial group identities. I love how they use uh, just words that scare people, like mm-hmm. capitalism. Like what? People don't even know what that really means. But that's like, the problem. Here he they says they don't know what it means. Racial and so it's scary to them. Racial group identities. Now I was at, I went down to Florida for a wedding um, where I was best man in uh, December, as you recall. And at that wedding, my best friend Julian was getting married uh, to his longtime uh, live-in girlfriend Jennifer. Um, here at this wedding, you had the uh, the the family of the bride, who was a you know who's who's horse folks from out in East Manatee County. Mm-hmm. And the family of the groom, where um, one one lady was, uh, you know, she's she's sort of this uh, uh, crystals and uh, patchouli kind of the, the the mother crystals and patchouli kind of you know <laughs> sixty year old gal, fifty year old gal, I don't know how old she is. Um, but, and um, the the father is a uh, black advertising executive from New York City, Manhattan. Mm. Um, Julian is very pale black. But you have this now. He's talking about racial group identities. What was the racial group identity here? Julian's two white brothers were there. His two black brothers and two black sisters. Um, you know, there was, the, the father had been married a couple of times. He had a white stepmom there and a white mom, and and then his in-laws, these country folks from you know that raise horses. <laughs> There's no racial group identity here. The fact is, racial lines are blurring more and more every day. Now you can Thank create goodness. You can create all the racism you want. You can say that black people need help, or we hate them, them darn Mexican people. Or you can say whatever you want to create racial barriers. Yeah. But they're going to go away, people, and you're going to have to find some new way to segregate people and Brown pit them against each other. Brown-haired folk versus blonde-haired folk. I don't know what they're doing. See, these, these people just want to pit one group against another because they know s- that they can get power that I way. I don't want to see you walking around with them blondies anymore. That's... How it is. What about the people with sandy brown hair, then? <laughs> All right. Paul is supported by none other than the arch-racist David Duke, former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, I, I, have not heard, uh, I have not heard that this is true, but I wouldn't doubt it for a second. And who cares? Right? You know, it, just because some bigot supports Ron Paul does not make Ron Paul a bigot. And it doesn't make everybody else who supports Ron Paul a bigot. Any more than a woman listening to this show makes me a woman. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's stupid. 
Okay. Um, and Don Black, co-founder of the white supremacist website Stormfront. Paul has not condemned these supporters or returned their donations. He has absolutely condemned their um, their ideas. He has called um, it called it nonsense. Yeah. What else do you want? And uh, he has brilliantly utilized these attacks to talk about the war on drugs. Have you seen any of his interviews where he's been resp- uh, able to respond to the attacks about, well, you've been taking money from white supremacists? And uh, have you seen any of these? No, I have not. He's brilliant. He's you. And I've I've been so proud of Ron Paul on this one because he hasn't really made the war on drugs a prime campaign issue. But when it's brought up, he he hits it well and he hits it hard and he does a great I'm job. I'm sure he's been doing it for years. Uh, but they they were trying to to corner him with this, like, ha ha, we caught you taking money from the white supremacists. And Ron Paul said, look. The money's in my pocket now. I'm not going to use it to promote these awful ideas these people have. I'm using it to promote the ideas of liberty. Why should I give them their money back so they can use it to promote their bad ideas? And then he points out that as a libertarian, he is the anti-racist. Libertarians don't see people as parts of groups. We believe in individuals. We believe that, it, that people should be judged on the basis of what they do and what they believe in on an individual basis. Not the color of their skin or the color of their hair or the genitalia hanging between their legs. Or not hanging. Or what uh, prefer- genitalia they prefer. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, point, he so brilliantly points that out. He's the anti-racist. He's the only candidate that doesn't see people in groups like that. And uh, and then on top of that, he also uses that to tie in to actually bring up the war on drugs and say he's the only candidate on the entire the entire field, perhaps with the exception of Mike Gravel, but certainly of the Republicans. He's the only one who's going to end the war on drugs, who will pardon. And he mentioned this pardon the nonviolent drug offenders from federal prison, as Harry Brown promised that he would back uh, when he was running in the year 2000. Nobody else would do that. And what's the percentage of uh, of offenders, drug offenders, that are black versus white? I imagine it's uh, quite a bit more black. Yeah. Certainly so in the South. It's clear that... So certainly well, where there are black people, it is more black. It's clear that he, he pointed out that this is an issue that not only does it affect all Americans, it does. The war on drugs puts us all in jeopardy, even if we aren't actually a drug user or connected to one. But he pointed out that it's unfairly focused on black people they're only 12 percent of the population but there's something like 60 percent of the drug convictions it's not because they use more drugs it's because of redneck cops that are out there focusing on black neighborhoods and bringing and and arresting black people i think that there's other um attributions to that but i think they're all government controlled i think that uh, the welfare state has created uh you know a get rich quick culture inside the um, you know poor communities, some of which are black, and those people think that they can get rich quickly by selling drugs. The fact is, Ron Paul is the best friend of uh, black people, Hispanics, poor whites, poor people in general, the middle class, and the rich. Freedom works for everybody. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features for free. So enjoy those on us, including 
The Wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollars offices were raided by the FBI and the Secret Service on November the 14th, 2007. All of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org, sign up for their updates, register for the lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Continuing the story here, Mark, uh, from the socialist workers of whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the commies are on the attack when it comes to Ron Paul. So Ron Paul's getting hit from all over the place. Uh, he's getting hit from the conservatives that are uh, upset that he's not a, as, uh, a warmonger like they are. And now the socialists are getting upset because he, uh, uh, he wants liberty and According to them, that's bad, because then the evil corporations are going to start ruling us all with whips and chains. We can't be free. The government must control us in order to keep the corporations at bay. Yeah, that's their basic argument. Which is really funny, because the corporations are basically in bed with the government, so it's a government problem. How can they be so... It's a sophomoric, simple-minded answer. Yeah, I don't understand how they can be so blind to that and just not see that Mm -hmm. happening. I think they they see it to some extent, but they believe that if they just elect real socialists, Mm -hmm. then they'll... Uh, the, the problems will be solved. No, they're, they're certainly just, not looking because at they've it. always been solved in the past. They're not looking at the pendulum of history and how when politicians get in uh, in power, they uh, they steal, and how the American how people in general are, get sick of it, and then they put the other group in charge. And this is this is the whole problem with party politics from the beginning. Is your team is never going to be entirely in charge, so your message is always going to be bastardized. Your message of you know bigger government, the way the mm-hmm. government's going to solve this problem, the government's going to solve that problem. The fact is, the government's never going to solve any problem, but how to take money out of your pocket and put it in somebody else's. Let's continue the story. In 1992, news um, a nine, excuse me a 1992 newsletter published under Paul's name claimed. Only about 5% of blacks have sensible political opinions, i.e. support for the there free market. There were some disgusting quotes in those newsletters. There sure were, and I wouldn't, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't diminish that at all. The fact is, Ron Paul, unfortunately, did not, was, was not vigilant in, uh, you know, watching out for his newsletter. He let other people pub- publish it. I can tell With his you, name on it. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you that if somebody was publishing a newsletter in my name um, right now, I probably wouldn't pay as much attention to it as I should either because it doesn't make me any money. It's not what my job is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is to make money for Free Talk Live. Ron's Paul, um, Ron Paul's job is to, you know, be a U.S. House of Representative. Just as an aside, uh, there are talk show hosts out there that have their own magazine. Mm-hmm. Glenn Beck is one of them. He doesn't for write that crap. He doesn't. I, I doubt he's the editor of his own magazine. I doubt it very seriously. It's difficult. He's a brand. And yeah. people want to use that brand. Um, unfortunately, it you know somebody got in ch- um, charge there who uh, you know used uh, Ron Paul's name and and, and Ron, you know, Paul Ron Paul has, more, has, has he's taken away moral from responsibility from it. Yeah. He has said he's sorry and he doesn't agree with those statements at all. Those are not nonsense. him. And and as I understand it, the the uh, I think it's the either the Texas. NAAC, NAACP head or the uh, the the guy that's the head in Ron Paul's district, somebody very close to uh, the Texas area that Ron Paul lives in, the NAAC, head of the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored Persons, they have endorsed Ron Paul and said, those quotes are not the Ron we know. Mm. So there you go. I mean, that's all you need to say to that. On December um, 23, 2007, Ron appeared on Meet the Press, where he asserted that he would not have voted for the Civil Rights Act of 1964 because it impinged on the property rights of business owners. Let me address that real quick if I could. It's my business. 
if I want to only let in hot blonde girls, then that's all I should have to let in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm maybe I'll go out of business because people Probably. don't like the idea that I'm. Uh, for one, um, you know, it's creepy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but people don't like the idea that I'm. You know, uh, I, I'm discriminating against hot Mexican girls or uh, hot white guys or whatever, right. whatever it is that I'm doing. People may not agree with it, but. Uh, you know, it's my business. I should be able to do business in any manner I wish. And this is the thing that's always baffled me is how come Hollywood gets away with it? How come Hollywood, you know, a, a script calls for a um, a seven-year-old blonde girl to do an acting part. How come a six-foot-five black man can't play the part? Yeah, that's discrimination. It's discrimination. Well, because people have their own visions of what it is that they want in a particular area. And it's their film, so they should be able to do what they want with it. And in the same way, it's your business. You should be able to do what you want. Now, I may disagree with what your business is, and I likely will boycott you if you run a bigoted business. Oh, if I find out that someone I've been doing business with is a a white supremacist, I will not set foot in their business anymore. In fact, I found out that... I don't know that that what their thought is doesn't bother me. It's what their action is that bothers me. Oh, if I found out what that uh, what their thought was, I would punish them for that too. Well, you if, know, I knew, if I people knew, people grow, Ian. Um, well, that's fine. Then they could show me that they've grown. Well, I, I don't know that. I, I would like the opportunity a to, known, to talk would, to them. Do you would patronize a known the, racist? A, a racist racism implies action. Okay. Um, a bigot, you know, a person who thinks that white whites are supreme over blacks has some kind of thought like that. That's just a thought. If he's not doing anything with that thought. I'm not going to punish him for it. He won't necessarily I will like be the doing things you can to see. to talk to him about those thoughts. And one of the ways that I could do that is by doing business with him. If he says, I'm not letting black people in my business, that's something entirely different. I think it's a difference in degrees, but it is different. Okay. As for workers' rights, Paul opposes the eight-hour day and the minimum wage. By the way, who works eight hours a day anymore? I, I, I can tell you I work 10, 11. Yeah, I work 10. I, <laughs> at 10 and minimum. I want that opportunity. I can make more money with my day. Your law, your eight-hour workday law, it screws me out of those two hours that I could be working. You know what's funny is my work gets around the eight-hour workday law by actually only paying me. What they do is they pay me technically for 40 hours a week, but mm-hmm. I actually work 50 hours a week. What's well, salary? Right. So so that's how they sort of play it. Like, I get this much an hour, but when I work 50 hours, I really only get this much sure. an hour. But That's it, how management uh, tends to right. be, and you've moved up to the uh, joyful world of management. Right. They're not talking about you, Julia. You are now one of the capitalist pigs, yep. uh, basically, uh, one of the ruling class. They're talking about the workers. They're talking oh. about the ones that are hourly wage I'm workers. working for somebody... Yeah, and, and the minim, minimum wage really just cuts out young people that want to get into the workforce and uh, immigrants that don't speak English very well. It just kills their op- opportunity to, to earn. I had to do some training down in Massachusetts, and their minimum wage is now up to something crazy like $8 an hour. And the GM there was asking me, you know, what's your minimum wage in New Hampshire? And I said, oh, it's, you know, right now I think it's six fifty. And she said, oh, gosh, you're so lucky. Because she can't hire, she can only hire a certain class of people because she has to pay them $8 an hour. So she's not going to hire some high school kid for $8 an hour because they're not worth $8 right. an hour. Right, they show up late, they they, they kind of putter around. They and don't know what they're hard. doing, they right. talk a lot. Shirts untucked, yeah. hats crooked sideways. 
You and they don't get and therefore they don't get the opportunity to learn what it's like to right. be in the workplace. How important it is to be on time. How important it is to have your uniform looking good to present yourself and therefore the business well. They don't learn these lessons. What do they do? They don't work. You know, they they don't work in high school. Then they don't work in college. And then, they, then they pop out and they just expect the world to give them yep. something. Sounds like a crappy employee to me. That's what the government does, is it kicks out the bottom rungs from the ladder of affluence. Yep. It, it's uh, one of the reasons why companies are leaving America and going to other countries. Yeah. Because they can find people who want to work hard there. Anyway. All right. Continuing so- with the socialist hit piece. All right. And Paul opposes laws banning child labor and other legislation that ensures safe working conditions. It doesn't ensure anything. Right. It, they it, don't even... How, how can you check up on that? They don't do that effectively. And, and you know, child labor laws, uh, I, I, I'm just against them. I started working when I was 12 I years started working old. when I was 14, and it was the best decision I ever made for myself I as a teenager. I learned so much from yep. working. You know, I, I wasn't exploited or anything like that, at least not not from my opinion. Nope. I learned some good and valuable lessons, a hell of a lot more valuable than frickin' high school. I worked uh, at a young age, at around the, I'd say around the same age, for my mother at her thrift store in downtown Sarasota uh, as a cashier, basically. Mm-hmm. She was probably exploiting you. Well, I wasn't getting paid, uh, except maybe a, a very small stipend. Uh, but that's what the socialist would say, is that I was being exploited. But I would say I was learning some very, very important life lessons about customer service, about uh, how to handle running a cash register and dealing with people. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features we give away on us, freetalklive.com. If you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. You've got to do the shopping anyway. You've got stuff you need to buy to live life. Even though the socialists would like you to move back into a cave, you need to go and buy things. So do it at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You'll get a great deal. You'll get free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase if you start your shopping experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, happening June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who, like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. 800-259-9231. Uh, some more thoughts here on this article, or more, I guess, uh, from the article, by the socialists. The socialists are on the attack when it comes to Ron Paul and libertarianism. Uh, let's let them continue their tripe. At least this, uh, the, these socialists are. Ron Paul is against unemployment insurance, welfare, and food stamps. Now, he's not against unemployment welfare, uh, unemployment and welfare. He's against right, government make, unemployment insurance right, they make it sound and like, government welfare. They make it, they're trying to make it sound like Ron Paul hates poor people or the underprivileged people that are having a tough time in life, and that's not true. He and liberty supports, will probably benefit those people as much, if not more, than everyone else. No doubt about it, because the fact is, giving people a tax break 
is good across the board. I mean, rich people, they can afford to pay the taxes, but poor people can't. Right. So, get, you know, cutting out property taxes or the income tax or, you know, not, not initiating, uh, initiate, uh, initiating a national sales tax is going to result in more money being in the pockets of the people that need it the most, and that is the poor people. And, you know, uh, the, the donations to the Ron Paul campaign, um, at least on the Money Bomb Day, I think they averaged $90. Does that sound right to about, you? About that, yeah. $90. These are not rich people donating to this campaign. Well, why do you think that is? Because poor people want freedom just as much as rich people do. More. Mm-hmm. All right. He would like to see Social Security gradually eliminated. Hooray! Same here. Social Security is a stupid scam. It, it's a racist program that benefits uh, rich white women, rich white women the over, the, of over else. Of the cost of everyone else, especially poor black men. All right. Uh, in Congress, Paul has voted consistently against strengthening workers' rights and the Occupational Health and Safety Administration, as though this government organization really has anything to do with workers' rights. It has to do with benefiting those people in charge of government. Mm. And on December 5th, 2007... One, one other thing, one other thing. Workers don't have any more rights or any different set of rights than any, everyone else. And that's Workers are businesses to, that sell their labor. Well, government try, what it, government tries to do and what these socialists are trying to do is they're trying to lump everybody into a different group. And they're trying to say, well, as a worker, you have these rights. As a healthcare consumer, you have these rights. As you must a, be clairvoyant. This, it, you'll hear the last part of this article. The, he, they, the, so, this socialist... Uh, labor party or whatever it's the party for socialism and liberation uh they they really do try to pit workers against everyone else and i'll, I'll okay okay I'll read it to you the fact is everyone has the same set of rights because we're all born and that's where you know you're you have rights as a human being and, and that's it because you're working doesn't give you any extra set of rights because you're a business owner doesn't give you any extra set of rights that's just nonsense on december the 5th 2007 he became the first presidential candidate to cross the picket line of striking writers in Hollywood so that he could appear on ABC's The View. That selfish bastard. My God, he crossed a picket line. <laughs> I say great. Thank goodness Jay Leno went back on the air without the approval of the Writers Guild because there were people that were being put out of jobs and the writers don't give a flip. I've heard some of the uh, the news clips on this where the writers are just like, oh, they're trying to say the people are losing jobs because of us. Well, they are. You guys aren't working, so the camera guys the aren't working either. The and the best boys, those guys are not working either. Right, the ones that make jobs. less money than you. Right. The guys that bring the donuts for the set, those guys are not working right now. Right, so Jay Leno and a couple of the other shows said, look... We can't afford this. I mean, these people need the, these people are expecting paychecks. They're they're expecting to be able to come to work, and because you writers are uh, getting greedy, they can't have jobs now. Screw that. We're going back on the air. And Ron Paul crossed that picket line. I think he's a hero, a hero for it. On the environment, Paul called the Kyoto Protocol the current international framework for the reduction of greenhouse gases, an anti-Americanism masquerading as environmentalism. For Paul. The key to sound environmental policy is respect for private property rights. At least they're getting his positions fairly accurately. Yep. He thinks individuals should be responsible for suing polluters who violate their property rights, and that the rising cost of lawsuits would stop those committing environmental destruction. What kind of foolishness is that? Have you ever been to some government parks or, uh, I mean... Right. Even if you th think about litter for a second, litter is 
in and of itself, I mean, it, it, by its own definition, is something that can only happen on communal property. There's no such thing as litter on public property. That's just something that needs to be picked up so that we can do business or that my house looks nice. You mean private private property. Uh, Excuse me, on on private property. Litter is, by its definition, throwing trash on communal property. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's the trash. Are you littering at the baseball stadium when you throw your bag of peanuts on the ground? Not really. I mean, it's part of the – they paid – you paid a ticket to come in, and I would say it's rude. Well, if there's a trash can nearby, then it's rude. Right. But if if, uh, if there's no trash can, what the hell are you supposed to do? They pay people to right. pick up right. after. They have, yeah, they have the option of saying, you know what? This whole baseball thing isn't working out. Everybody's leaving their trash everywhere, for God's sake. Is it littering yeah. if you leave your soda cup in the theater, uh, you know, the movie theater after the, the movie's over? Yeah, it, it's, it wouldn't be what I would consider responsible. It's not the way my mom raised me, but it's not what I would call littering. No, that movie theater wants you to come in, and they're willing to deal with the trash you leave on the floor yep. in order um, to do it. They include that in the cost of your ticket, cleaning exactly. up after you. Now, if, if you're um, sensible and you clean up after yourself, hopefully everyone will see your example and do so, and therefore, together, we can lower the cost of, of movie theater tickets. But it's not likely to happen, and it's just one of those things you pay for when you go to the movies. Going on. Um, he thinks, Paul, uh, Ron Paul. He thinks individuals should be responsible for suing polluters. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that. Ron Paul wants to repeal the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court decision. Now, I can't say that I uh, agree with that, and I'm just going to go on. I'll agree with that, and I'm in favor of the woman's right to choose. I, I don't think the federal government ha- should have any say in anything like well, that. Well, then I'll read the, the paragraph. Whatever. All right, I'll go on. Paul's domestic program includes the abolition of the Department of Education and federal college funding like Pell Grants. In his view, the right to free public schools should be made at the state level. The right education to free should be privatized schools. and treated like any other commodity. Well, you see, here's what here's what doesn't make any sense is everybody pays taxes. Julie, you're paying taxes. Yes. Yeah, you said that it costs you what? Six hundred dollars a month. Six hundred bucks a month. That six hundred bucks a month is in part going to pay for Pell grants for college students whose parents pay, make significantly more I than you do. I went to college and I wasn't eligible for a Pell grant. So I pay in, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I get screwed. I just pay for other people. It's it, it it's just an unfair system. You don't care, Julia. <laughs> you hate you hate young people. I do hate young people. I hate people in general, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's claims: uh, healthcare should be left to and should not be left to HMOs, big drug companies, and government bureaucrats. This message may have a populist appeal, but what he proposes is a free market health care system. Ah! It's the opposite of universal health care. Yes, thank goodness. Contra- yeah, right. Contrary to Paul's assertions, market-based health care system does not increase personal responsibility. It allows the insurance corporations and health care providers to ravage, manipulate, and overcharge working people. That is such nonsense. Wait a second. How hey. are you going to overcharge me if I'm not paying you? Because once I decide you're overcharging me, I'm going to stop paying you. Right. That's the thing. It's like they act as though that without the government around, these insurance companies or any other company is going to be able to coerce you into that doing business with them. That doesn't speak very highly of me. No. It's an insult to me right. to say a- that I'm not smart enough to look out for myself, to spend my money right. the way I want. You'll just be taken advantage of by the evil corporations, that just you pisses fool. me off. Well, you need our you need our brilliant socialists to be elected in order to help you run your life. That's you right. Pathetic. Progressives 
and socialists need to expose the reactionary program of Ron Paul. In the coming year, as the electoral propaganda intensifies, it will become increasingly important for the anti-war movement to stay in Please. the streets... Expose and, him. And stay independent of the two major political parties. Working class people and socialists need to be clear. We will support no candidate who advocates the interests of the enemy class. The individual? The enemy? Well, the enemy, of course, is the rich is people, it, is, is what they're saying. This? No, this is it. That's so outrageous. Enemy class. Uh, your your fellow Americans are your enemies. Apparently. I want to recap that just the end. It's just so good, Mark. I thought we shouldn't yeah. hold it over, but let's just recap that and talk more about it in hour number three and get your thoughts as well. I know you're holding. We're going to get to you. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll get back to this Ron Paul hit piece from the socialists. Uh, they've called us the enemy, and they are they are correct on that. I want to get back into that in a little while. We've got calls on the line. We're going to go to the phones. Sam has been waiting patiently in Texas on the amp line. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Back in hour one, you talked about a story, uh, how to get what you want or something like that, and it had five rules. Yeah, I think it was a few rules, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that story suffers from a really common misconception that a lot of people have in that it focused on the doing and it's really not about the doing at all. Okay. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people in America who are overweight, don't honor their body and would like to, and, you know, lead a healthy lifestyle. Well, to do that, all you need to do is go to the gym three times a week and eat healthy. But people don't do that. You know, what happens? You buy the gym membership, go a few times, and then, you know, stop going or make up excuses, whatever. Sure. There are a lot of people that's, that certainly uh, are guilty of that, yes something comes up, and that's because it's not about the doing, it's about uh, your ways of being. It's the, the formula is really be, do, have. So you, Can you explain that? Sure. Um, by being, I mean you, your ways of being, that, that goes to the core of what makes you who you are, your core values, beliefs, um, everything that you have made up based on your experience of life. Up to this point. So, if you believe, um, sort of, in scarcity, if you, if you, if your life is about, uh, you know, things, I, I can never hold on to things. I, I, I can never have, t- um, you know, enough stuff. If you're, if you're about scarcity, you're going to have scarcity. Exactly. Let me tell you uh, my uh, my story. I used to have credit card debt that was uh, six to eight thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars for a long time, from co- all through college and. For years into my working life, um, and I got it completely paid off. Within six months, it was right back to six grand. And then I took wow. another year. I paid it off completely again. Had an actual credit of a thousand dollars on my credit card, and within four months, it was back at four thousand. And a few months later, it was back to six. So what was happening there? It's not. I was focusing on the doing and getting it paid off, but it's really. Um, when people have money problems, that typically goes back to their self-worth. They have issues with uh, the way that they see themselves, 
I, you know, I'm not worthy of having this money or something. Money's the root of all evil. Yes, all of these little things that we make up that end up running our lives without even realizing it. Hmm. So it wasn't until I really changed who I am and how I look at money that I haven't even carried a credit card in my wallet for the last six months or so. And same thing with my bank account. That used to be uh, like $4,000, which is not a lot for me to to keep in considering my expenses and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would go up to six, and then I'd spend it on crap. Uh, and it would go back down to four and so forth and back and forth. And now it's you know several times that because I've changed uh, just my ways of being. Is that making sense? You've changed the way you approach things. You've changed the attitude. You've changed the mindset first. And then you did the same things that you were doing before to get rid of your credit card debt, but it stuck this time. Yes, because the, the be, do, have means, you know, be a different person. Be who you need to be to create those things in your life. The doing part is really going out and finding examples of people who live that way and look at the things that they do. Start doing the things that they do. Watch the, you know, their everything about them. That's always a good idea. Look at successful people and find out what it is that sets them apart from people that are unsuccessful. Right. Do that. I can kind of see in, in, in some ways for me to get ready for my day, I have to have a cup of coffee. I'm, uh, you know, the first there's wake up, there's uh, hygiene preparation, then there's the cup wait, of wait, coffee. Wait, Mark, you have to have a cup of coffee. That's right. That, that's what I'm, t- I'm have telling you. Have you ever seen a kid get out of bed, a three-year-old? Bam! He's up and he's he's bouncing around. So what happens? So it's not really that I have to have the cup of coffee. I've set up. You've my, told yourself that. Right. I, I, you know, I've I've decided that that's how I'm being. That I need a cup of coffee. And sometimes that results in me stopping by someplace that has coffee. Sometimes I brew it myself at my house. But I'm really not ready for the day, um, in my mind, without that cup of coffee. But in that fact... cup of decaffeinated coffee, right? right? decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> that, that doesn't make... As somebody who drinks coffee every morning, that doesn't make any sense to me. It could be it's, chai tea. It could be anything. But this, it, you know, well, people how can much apply this for your, their work. How it, much of it is in your head versus how much is the chemical effect? I would say largely... Um, I, I enjoy the decaf. coffee. decaf. There is no but, chemical. The, the video that I talked about, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, remember the college kids that... that Got drunk and or were served non-alcoholic beer, and they still got drunk. Yes, I. Uh, someone that was you that called in about that. Yeah. Okay. So, what they were doing, you know, they the secret talks about you live, kind of live the experience, um, experience the feelings, the emotions, the thoughts to create what you want in your life. So, create a picture for something and then work towards it and focus on it. Well, when those kids went to the party, they were in the party atmosphere. They were smelling the smell of beer. They were drinking it, you know, feeling the cold beer go down their stomach. And sure enough, their body, the, the law of attraction, created them experiencing the physical sensation of being drunk. There was another guy who got locked in a railroad car, a refrigerated railroad car. And uh, when the engineers opened the uh, door in the morning, the, he had scratched cold on the wall and uh, they found him dead, which mm. was a little strange because the refrigeration unit was off. Wow. But, but he had made up in his mind that it was on and that he was freezing, and literally he died of hypothermia. Mm. So that's the power of the mind to really create things. But at any time, you can just change your mind in an instant. I mean, a smoker can say, you know what, I'm not a smoker anymore. And in an instant, they're not. It. 
it will likely require some work on their part, but they make it as hard as they want to make it in quitting. Yeah, that was the same, the exact same thing for me. It took, I quit twice for six months and then went back. I guess that's my racket. Um, and it, <laughs> <laughs> I quit smoking twice, two times. Cut out the cult months. terminology, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, I, you know, I was completely off of it. And then I, I just, I hadn't changed the fact that I don't smoke, that I am a non-smoker, that I live a healthy, smoke-free life. And once I had, you know, that all went away, and I, I, I wouldn't even think of smoking cigarettes again. Very interesting. Very yeah. cool. I, I find this stuff to be absolutely fascinating, though, uh, though I wonder if there are some limitations to it. I think that if you watch the, uh, if you watch the movie, you mentioned The Secret, and I yeah. really, I like the movie. It's, I think it's got a very positive message. It talks about a lot of the things you've, uh, you've been discussing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you have to be careful, though, when, when watching it, because I... there, there's, a, there's sort of a suggestion that, that's, that all you have to do is, and they do address it to some extent in the movie, but I don't think it's addressed as well as it could be, that all you have to do is change your way of being, and then everything else is going to fall into place. But there yeah. is that do factor. There is that, you can't just imagine yourself getting rich and not do anything to make that happen. It's not, the money's not going to just fall into your lap. You actually do have to take the action. The biggest mountain well, I, is you're thinking about it, though. What's happening there, though, is you're, you think you, you're changing. The universe always says yes. You know, if... If you put out that this is what I want to create in my life, it will, it will create that regardless, hands down. And you're, you're getting exactly what you're asking for right now. What happens is people aren't really conscious of what they're asking for, so they're getting things that they don't want. I'll give you an example out of my life. It's going to blow your mind if you want. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Uh, on my vision board, I put up a picture of a nice SUV, a Porsche Cayenne. Um, within three months, I met this girl at a club who I was in a relationship with for a year who drove a Porsche Cayenne. Three months after that, I'm at dance class. I meet another guy. We become friends. Um, he drives a white Porsche Cayenne. He's from New York. He didn't grow up learning how to drive. He's a horrible driver, so guess who he always has drive when we go out? Huh. Me. So, you know, it's, and I've borrowed both their cars for the weekend, and the whole time I'm rolling around in them, uh, you know, I'm high vibing and experiencing the experience. And what are the odds of meeting two people with seventy thousand dollar automobiles that you're going to get behind the wheel of? Depends on the city you live in. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty darn slim, and that's it's cool. And, and I think there is a factor to uh, to putting it out there and getting it back. But you also have to put out some effort as well beyond just vi- envisioning what you want. And Ian's got a doing racket. Uh, more on the way. You can take control. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Cut that out. Joe's Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231, single CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, including the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, never fear. We've got them all right there on the front page of the website. Click and download. There's no charge. There's no logging in. There's no nonsense, no hoops to jump through. You just go and get them for free at Free Talk Live. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use the code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. 
800-259-9231. Just a few more thoughts on uh, what Sam was, was calling in about uh, a few moments ago, and that is that you have to have your mind in the right place before you go and try to make changes to your life. You may you may want to make changes, but if you haven't really changed your mindset first, then it's just going to revert your life is just going to revert back to the way it was. And I think that's important to uh, important to point out, but it's also important to to know that you can't just change your mind and expect everything to fall into place. Uh, you, you called that a racket earlier, Mark. I don't know what that really means. Uh, but, I mean, the fact is, if I want Free Talk Live to hit 150 affiliates by the end of this year, I can really focus on that. But if I don't actually pick up the phone to make calls to radio stations, odds are really against that happening. Yeah, it's it's unlikely. But it, it may be that uh, making telephone calls to radio stations is not the, uh, the step that you need to take in order to get 150 uh, radio stations on. If you were to look at what it would be like in December of 2008, having 150, you know, December 31st, having 150 stations, what would the what would it be like throughout the year? You'd have to sort of envision that, and that's the visioning process that you had talked about earlier. To some extent, to going from what 32 affiliates we mm-hmm. currently have to 150, that's going to take more than telephone calls. Um, that's going to take stations calling you. And well, that's true, and that's going to take gonna, advertising and, and other things. Something that, it's going to take something. It's going to, it's going to take action, okay? And that's what I'm that's what I'm pointing out here. You you having your mind in the right place is an important, critical component to all this. It it really is. But taking action is also. I mean, Julia, you uh, have had an incredible level of success at uh, your career in the in restaurant management. Uh, and you have moved up, as I mentioned earlier, you've moved up twice. You moved from associate to shift supervisor to assistant manager in less than two years' time. In fact, you moved from shift supervisor to uh, to assistant manager in less than, a t- than the time that the, the rules say that you can. Yes. The rules said you had to be a shift supervisor for a year before you could be an assistant manager. But you knew where you wanted to go. You knew what you had to do to get there, and that was learn the rules and, and play by them and do what you had to do to, to, uh, to impress the management, that, to let them know that you knew uh, that, that you were the right person for this job. If you had just sat there and focused on it and not actually done any of those things, obviously those, uh, those advancements wouldn't have happened. So there is a critical do component, and that was part of what, what Sam was talking about. So what was it? What did he say? It was be, do, and then have? Have. I would think that I've never heard that before, and I like it. Yeah, it's it's very good. And but I I would say the mostly about what Julia is is Julia's been being a manager since she got um at, since she was a, 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 a an not associate. even a manager. Yeah, like she's been being that the whole way through, and then that's you know as the result the doing um, came and and they saw it and they promoted her. Exactly. Let's go to your calls about anything. Uh, the king of Sakel Mountain is on the line. <laughs> You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's happening? You know what? I've I've realized something. I haven't listened to your show very often, but when you have women as guest hosts, it it loses its edge. I don't know what's going on. We're not as mean. uh, What what is that supposed to mean, sir? I'm not sure. I just want to make a few comments, and I would like one question. Where would you get your name from? That's what I'd like to know. I made that up. You like that? It's cute. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Cute. Holy shit. Whoa. See you later. 800-259-9231. Back tomorrow. Guess he wanted us to have our edge back or something mm-hmm. there. Uh, well, that's just nonsense. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Julia, do you have anything to say to that guy? No. 1-800-259-9231. We don't do the, uh, the, the self-help 
columns all that often, maybe once every couple of weeks or something like that. Maybe less than, I'd say less often than that. Less often than that. I mean, if something good comes up in two weeks in a row, then we'll do it. Uh, just There's just not that much I'm out just there. wondering what he's referring to. I mm. think that's what he's talking about. Instead I mean, of talking about politics. Yeah. All the time. Uh, so, but, yeah. you know, politics you, need a, isn't edgy. you need a break sometimes from stuff like that. Our politics is. Absolutely. And you, you, you're not improving the show by calling in and dropping the S-bomb on the air. I, I can tell you that, sir. 1-800-259-9231. I thought it was going to be Jason from SACL CAI. Yeah, me too. I, I was confused. Uh, next time I'll be very careful about that because I actually uh, took his call sooner than I would have taken Don in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Don. Howdy. Hey, How what's you on your mind tonight? It's Dan, actually. Oh, sorry about that, Dan. What's on your oh, mind? That's sir? all right. Uh, spelled it out. Uh, don't know how it didn't get through, but uh, you guys have been through a lot of stuff since I've been on the line, and I, you know, I don't want to touch on all of it. But uh, my original uh, thing was about immigration because you were talking about that about uh, a little more than an hour ago. Okay, go ahead. And uh, in my thought on the whole immigration thing is that you know we go back to you know the creation of this country and you know how. Uh, uh, you know, people are uh, endowed by their creator, and I'm not a religious person, so I I take that as being whatever I think my creator is, and uh, and uh, to having inalienable rights, and 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 if that's the case, uh, how does that not apply to uh, people who who work their way across the border to try to find some work here and stuff like that? So I, you know, I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a, I'm a person who thinks that the whole you know folder all about immigration is is a distraction from you know more serious issues it's totally I, I can't see how it isn't i i it, you know how it isn't a distraction it seems so I it, don't, it, it's just like it popped up it doesn't really affect people's lives largely and i don't get it i don't remember people talking about immigration five years ago no it really wasn't an issue back then it's one of those yeah, examples of the, the politicians bringing it up to, for for the reason I think what you're talking about, Dan, is is to distract people to get them to give them yet another uh, another boogeyman. You know, you've got the terrorists there. Ooh, be scared, the Americans! And now it's the immigrants, the, the the brown folk coming across the border. It's an invasion. They've got they've got leprosy and they're killing dogs and uh, they're they're killing your children. Murdering you know? groups and, of leprosy. And, and, as opposed to being trained by and getting passports and coming in with visas, like all the so-called so uh, uh, yeah, uh, Arab uh, <laughs> yeah. terrorists did for 9/11. Right, they were legal. Uh, they're, 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 they're working their way across the Rio Grande, uh, barely with enough water and. <laughs> right. Also, they can come here and pick some onions in a field. <laughs> right, and then and then get their. Uh, But they're the enemy, and I think you're absolutely right that people have been totally distracted, and they've been just fed so much misinformation about this issue, they just don't get it. These people aren't harming us. They're not harming our economy. They're doing good things. They're filling jobs that, I'm sorry, regular Americans do not want. The crackdown. And, and, and the simple, the simple solution is that you know, as Ron Paul, just stop giving away the store to to those that will not work, and uh, you know, you've got the, it. The ones, the ones that are not contributing won't come over the border. And, you've got uh, it. That's stop the drug war, and you don't have to worry about bad guys coming over the border with guns and stuff like that. And you nailed and it, stuff. Dan. Thanks for the call, dude. Uh-oh. Thanks for your patience tonight, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You bring up anything? This is Free Talk Live. 
One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. Prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to uh, to take a look at shrine.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Uh, we will continue with the phone calls here in a moment. Just a quick thought on that last jackball that uh, that called in and said the show's lost its edge when you have a woman on. And I think that uh, I, I wish he wouldn't have dropped the S-bomb because I really would have liked to have gotten into his reasons for saying that. I'm guessing he's a misogynist, personally. I think that uh, that he's got something against women in general. He only wants his uh, his radio shows to be a sausage party with a bunch of guys <laughs> on uh, on the microphones. And, you know, the fact is, I'm sure there are people out there that feel that like he does, but for every one of him, there are probably at least one or two others that enjoy having a uh, female voice on the show, having a uh, the lady perspective uh, in here in the studio, and I think that we've had plenty of uh, positive phone calls uh, toward toward Julia being on the program as well. I think she's a valuable addition uh, to the program, and I don't think there's anything less edgy about the show with her on it. I think she's got some really important things to say. Uh, to say. If I didn't, I wouldn't have her on here. She's not just here because she's my girlfriend, though that certainly helped. 1-800-259-9231. All right, so we continue with your calls. Uh, let us talk to Paula. Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, hon. I tell you what, you're right. Your girlfriend is very sweet, and I think it's good that she's on there because you're right. People need a woman's perspective too. Absolutely, that's why you're here, Paula. <laughs> yeah, she's a real sweet lady, hon. I've, I've been listening to her. Anyway, I want to let y'all know that um, uh, our Under Secretary of State has just resigned. Which one is this? Who? What? The Under Secretary of State has resigned. Now, no. is that different from the Over Secretary of State? He's under Condoleezza Rice. I see. He just he just came on C-SPAN a while ago, and, well, and he resigned. And uh, anyway, the thing is, I have been... How is that? Now, is that relevant in any way, shape, or form? I mean, yeah, one politician leaves, another one fills his place. going on, because a lot of people are leaving the administration. So I think, you know, with everything that's been coming out, like, you know, we just found out the other night from Japan that, you know... Um, and we found out who was behind 9-11. It was the president's father. And, and, uh, <laughs> and Japan told us that? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot is coming down. As a matter of fact, he even told why they did it. Why did they, they do it? They said they were trying to bring about the new world order, but they said now they, it's not going to work. So now they said they're going to bring us under Nazism. Well, I don't crazy. know about the whole New World Order thing, but there are definitely people that support Nazism in government. I mean, that's what we were talking about in the, the second hour of the show, is the socialists are very upset about Ron Paul. And I don't think a lot of people really understand that Nazis stood for the National Socialist Party. So yeah. uh, <laughs> the Nazis you know, were you know socialists. The, do you know who the Nazis were? Was Hitler and Wilhelm? And do you know who they were? 
Uh, they were princes from the house of David. Yeah, I'm from the house family? of David. Yeah. They're, How does that make you feel, Paula? Yeah. This, this that... is why D.W.'s dad helped him, because they were family. Hmm. And a lot of people, I, I could, if you got a fax, I could fax it right of our No, I don't. I d- I'm, I, uh, I'm still <laughs> living in the past in 1970. Yeah. I don't actually have but, You know, fax the thing number. is, and I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but his mom and dad were uncle and niece. This is why he was so mentally screwed up. Who's uncle and dad? Uh, President Bush? Hitler's was. Oh, okay. Uncle, uncle and niece. niece. Mom and I dad. I mean, this, see, this intermarriage has been going on for over 2,000 years. That and does explain it. And people it. don't know this? A lot of people don't know it. No, I certainly didn't know it. It <laughs> explains a lot of things. Paula, thanks for yeah. the call tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Incest. Bad idea. Yeah. Uh, let's continue. Kids, don't try that. Uh, Matt in Michigan is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to talk about right-to-work laws today. Okay, sure. What do you guys think about that? Well, what is a right-to-work law? Please explain. Um, those are the laws that states have, several states have passed that um, get rid of closed shops um, where only employers only hire union members. So um, employers are, in some states, are required to hire union members by law? No. Uh, the unions and the employers get together and um, they they only hire the employers will not hire anyone who's not part of the union oh I see so so the right to work allows people to get a job at a employer that previously would have only hired union members right because the union made them do that um, why would an employer well, want to do that without a law requiring them to do it there's there's different ideas on why they do it like um, some people think that uh, the union has so much power that um, they can just force employers to do things like that. Some unions do, but uh, it, it, it seems to me that many employers, like Southwest Airlines, doesn't have, uh, from what I understand, doesn't have uh, union um, staff, whereas Delta does. Uh, how how is it that they're able to set up uh, comparative models uh, serving the same public? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm against right to work laws, but mm. I've talked oh, yeah, to a me lot too. of libertarians who sort of are so anti-union that they go a little overboard and try to crush unions wherever they can. I think that uh, unions are fine if people want to, people that have a common interest want to get together and do whatever it is that they do, you know, have gavels, have drinks, whatever. Um, that's fine with me. I, I'm not against unions and I'm not against the Lions Club. Um, whenever the government is involved and forces, uh, you know, unions and employers to work together, I think that that's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. So based on what you've described, I would have to be against the right to work laws as well. Um, you've got no right to anything as far as working is concerned. You can only... You can acquire what you can acquire in the marketplace based on your skill set and, and what you're willing to work for. And if the, the employer says that he only hires union, then that's how it is. Uh, I, I'm with you. Man. I entirely agree. Um, I, I think really a point that a lot of people miss is really the only thing that the laws are going to do is hurt the employers because the unions can still do – they can still pretty much do the same things to the employers. They can say, we're going to strike if you don't only hire union members, whether there's a law or not, all that the law is going to do is just have people sue the employers. That's a good point. I don't know how many states have these uh, right-to-work laws. I know Florida's a right-to-work state. Is that right? I believe New Hampshire is, too. Yeah, it's a bad idea. And those libertarians, you're right. They are misguided. They need to reassess where they're coming from. This is not an anti-union movement. It's an anti-coercion movement. The the libertarian movement, the liberty movement, is a movement to, uh, to remove the initiation of force from our lives. 
So long as the union's not initiating force, or the business owner, or the government, or whoever it is, isn't initiating force, then we have no say. I mean, we can say uh, what our opinion is, but we can't necessarily uh, side in favor of the initiation of force. And in the case of the right-to-work laws, those laws are initiating force on those employers. And you're absolutely right, Matt. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. We go to Ziggy in the U.K., across the pond on the amp line. Hey, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Before I say anything else, I just want to say um, R.I.P. Bobby Fisher. Um, oh, Bobby Fisher's dead? Yeah, he died yesterday. <laughs> mm. you know, he, who he, is he was, Bobby Fisher? He, he, he had very um, weird political views but it, um, when it came to chess. What happened to him? Julie is wondering who he is. Can you the answer only that, thing I know about Bobby Fischer is from that Saturday Night Live episode with the cheerleaders, and I've heard his name, and I can picture the cheer in my head, but I don't know anything about who Bobby Fischer really is. You want to give her the uh, the short version? In 1972, uh, he played Bob, Bobby Spassky um, for the World Chess Championships, and it was called so the height of the Cold War, um, and Bobby Fischer won. He's the most famous chess guy. Okay. Yeah. There was a movie made about him. <laughs> yeah, but um, unfortunately, he kind of went mad off. Yes, he's a, he's a nutter, as they yeah. would say over uh, yeah. in yeah. the UK. Um, very quickly, um, I'm glad that some points were pointed out about socialism. Um, I, um, being that I was a socialist 20 years ago, I full well know that socialists are actually quite hypocritical. Mm. Um, but the worst of the bunch are the libertarian socialists, the anarchists, left-wing anarchists. Um, I'd like to explain the- why that is. Hang on. We will bring you back, Ziggy, and take uh, your calls as well. If we've got time for you, I think we can fit everybody in here at this point. Teddy's on the line and Tom as well. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you in the final remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Just enough time for your call, if you make it now. Free Talk Live, only a few moments remaining, just enough time for your call, maybe. 800-259-9231, Stakel CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, features for free, so enjoy those on us. Want to help support the show? Then become an, ampl- uh, an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is you send in three bucks a month, and we give you a few perks, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. And what we do with that money, by the way, is we take it in and we use it to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live and get the show on more radio stations around the country, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So learn more about the program at amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up, amp.freetalklive.com. How would you like to lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet? Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. We go back to Ziggy in the U.K. Ziggy, uh, with a few more comments on the socialists. Uh, one, yeah. one, you used to be one, apparently. So Go ahead, Yeah, I, used to, I have a saying. I used to be a socialist when I grew up. Socialism, <laughs> it, it gives easy answers. But then when you look at it closely, they're not that easy. Right. Um, but the worst of the bunch are libertarian socialists. Why is that? Because, basically, they, want, they, they go around saying, oh, we want people to be free. And then you go, well, do you want people to be free to own guns? No. Do you want people to be free to be rich? No. <laughs> I've never understood how one could call themselves a libertarian socialist in the first place. Isn't that just a contradiction? <laughs> yeah, it's an oxymoron, but go and tell Noam Chomsky that. Right, it's like a poor, white, uh, a poor rich guy. It doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Um, you know, they just, they, 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 they basically, all I've ever found with socialists is that, that it's, it's the politics of envy. It's, it's that some other bloke has got a bigger widescreen TV than they, yep. they have, and they think they're entitled to it. Mm. And he must be, he therefore must be part of the evil uh, bourgeoisie cla- class. Evil yeah, capitalists. Yeah. Yeah, you you definitely are, Ian and Mike. You are, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling evil today. So, right, so they want to use the government to even the playing field, as they so like to say. And what really, really, really pisses me off is they think they've got exclusive... exclusive Basically, they think they're the only people who shout for the poor, as if no one else wants poor people in the world. I don't want poor people in the world. Right. I don't think you do either. Right, as though the uh, people like Bill Gates aren't doing anything for the poor, as though the evil capitalists, uh, the people out there with capital, aren't doing anything for poor people. There are so many different uh, charitable organizations founded by very, very wealthy individuals out there. It's just absurd. I think that poor people, um, you know, people that are poor have different interests than people that have a lot of money. I think that, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, they're more interested in drinking beer than paying their rent. Is that do I have a problem with that? No, I just believe that certain actions have consequences. Yep, that's yeah, that's what I've, 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 you know, I see, I see it all the time. You know, I see these these people who basically they they get their welfare check, you know, they go and cash it at the post office, and then you know, you, you know, they're going to be in the pub across the street. Yeah, yep, it's the, the hallmark of a poor person is their priorities with how they handle their money like that. Uh, and, and again, like you God say, Mark, them. it's their life. So, hey, have a blast. Enjoy your uh, your poverty. You're doing it to yourself. Or then again, there's the government factor as well. They'd be able to buy more beer and cigarettes if they weren't taxed so much. Ziggy, thanks for the call tonight. <laughs> yeah, okay, I appreciate bye. it. 800-259-9231. We go to Teddy in San Francisco. Teddy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Dropped. Teddy's gone. Let's try Tom in New Jersey. The garbage state. Tom, you're Hello on free there, talk. Guys. I'm a new listener and uh, amplifier as well. Just uh, discovered you at the Liberty Forum. Oh, so, excellent. Uh, it, was a, it was a great discovery. I, I wanted to uh, – I heard uh, you, Ian, and Mark uh, having a friendly debate yesterday about uh, the role of government. It seems like you, you, you largely agree with the exception of the fact that, if I understand uh, your position, Mark, you are – uh, basically, for the for the minimization of government, kind of with the exception of uh, a legal system and perhaps some form of national defense. So yeah, something is, like that. that. Yeah, right? but Mark's now in favor of secession, so he might be in favor of some form of defense, but maybe not national anymore. Got it. He's coming around. Well, I kind of I got hung up on those same two issues. Sort of, like it was easy for me to see how the free market was more efficient than government, except in those areas, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I found a couple of uh, ideas that helped me complete my deprogramming, and I thought I'd offer those to Mark as well. By all means. Before you go on, what am I going to do for a job once I'm not the small government guy on this show? (laughs) Exactly. So I'm not thinking I'm going to go for your deprogramming. (laughs) Confirmation bias, Mark. Well, you know, one thing that that really uh, opened my mind on the the concept of national defense being, uh, you know, that it's inefficient to have that be a, a monopolized government services, you know, think about 9-11 as kind of a case study for that. If, if you imagine, imagine that we did have a free market and even a security of, uh, of that magnitude, and uh, there was a, an insurance company who had the contract to defend the Twin Towers and a security agency to back up that policy. Uh, now, imagine the Twin Towers get taken out by, you know, through terrorist means. That company is done. I mean, they are out of business and, uh, and severely punished by the market. 
by contrast... Yeah, but they the might government... not have foreseen. I don't know if that would take them out, necessarily. They'd certainly have to pay through the nose uh, in the insurance policy, but they might not have been able to foresee an, an event like that happening. I think what you should really look at is how the marketplace would provide better security for the airlines. Uh, if the airlines wanted to uh, protect themselves, because that's where the problem happened. The problem was the airlines got hijacked. Uh, they could have run those airplanes into whatever they wanted to. So, really, the issue is, what would the marketplace do for airline security? And that would be incredible. There would be competition in that area for the first time ever. Uh, so, who knows what sort of neat innovations could uh, the airlines would come up with to help their passengers feel more safe. Absolutely. And I think the same principle applies to the airlines that it does to, to building security. But in the free market, someone's punished when they have a security breach. That's By true. contrast, and when government provides that service, there's actually a perverse incentive for failure because, hey, why did we fail? Well, we didn't have enough money, so let's triple the budget. Right, yeah, the bureaucracy wasn't big enough. Now we have the Department of Homeland Security, which is one of the biggest federal bureaucracies of, of them all, and it didn't exist before 9-11. So, yeah, you're right. It gave them the excuse to expand and become ever more intrusive in our lives. And, of course, we've, we've all seen the statistics that show very clearly the TSA doesn't know what the hell it's doing when it comes to actually stopping bombs and, and knives and guns from getting on airplanes. So despite its uh, drastic increase in size and scope, it hasn't done anything to make anyone more secure it's just uh, security theater exactly and and with the legal system i think that's a, also a difficult concept for even many libertarians to wrap their minds around how it took me a be? long time it was not easy at all i totally uh, i can kind of get it with the legal system but well i yeah, can I mean, say I it wasn't we, easy we basically have a fairly thriving judiciary private judiciary in in this country through arbitration i mean most business agreements at this point have an arb clause in them because Nobody in the right mind wants to go into court if they can avoid it because, yeah. of, because of the inefficiencies. So we, we basically have a parallel private judiciary that's very successful. Yeah, well, the arbitrator wants to hear your case sooner rather than later because they, uh, they've got a contract. I mean, they want to they have good customer service. They want to have a reputation for being speedy and efficient, whereas exactly. the government just claims it's going to be speedy. You know, it's, and, th these and the aren't my issue, issues. I heard you guys talking about yesterday as well, you know, if there were private, you know, enforcement agencies well how would they relate to each other because i would you know i would say i have a claim against you and you would say you have a claim against me how do we handle that well that's a real issue that people face today because the nations are all anarchistic with regard to one another so if i am suing a frenchman i can get a judgment on him here but then I've got to go to, in order to get his assets, I've got to go to a French court and then prove to them the merits of my case before I'd be able to actually affect any kind of legal recourse in his jurisdiction. So, well, why not just go to a French court in the first place? For how that plays out. Why not just go to a French court in the first place? Well, because the, you know, sometimes you'll sue where the uh, damage occurred and then, uh, and then bring, the, uh, bring the claim to their native jurisdiction. And it, it, it depends on who, where, which uh, jurisdiction, which country has jurisdiction on the matter that's in dispute. Now you're touching on the, my real issue with uh, the whole no government entirely thing, is I believe that humans like government. They like being, to, um, being able to tell other humans what to do, and if you get rid of the government that we currently have... Or do they like to be told what to do? I don't know what they like, but uh, they do like killing each other, and they're willing to do it. And if we get rid of the government we currently have, you're going to have another one at some point in some manner or another. You know, somebody's going to try to usurp that power. I don't know how, but I fear what that result is. I think that the market uh, can take care of providing all, almost right, all services. Is, I'm sorry. Did I speak over someone? Yeah, I, I was saying I think that the market can provide all these services that you're talking about. It's My concern is somebody's going to take over. Well, I think you're absolutely – I'd really agree with you 100% on that point. I think – 
you know, to have uh, a, a system, a service that's currently being rendered by government uh, be abolished uh, and, and then have some kind of vacuum in the marketplace may have an unhappy result. So I think the, the best thing we can do as libertarians is lobby for at least competition in these, against these government services. I mean, surely if the government says we are the best provider of this service, and, and this must be government service because that's the way it's, it's most pr- provided most efficiently, then surely they should have no problem with me burning my own capital to provide a competitive yeah, service. Yeah, compete in the marketplace. But I think, as we'll find out, the government hates competition and will do everything it possibly can uh, to prevent competitors from coming into its field because it'll the competitors will just make it look awful. Great call, man. Thanks for making it. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. We will join you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.